Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Canadian Cannabis Update. We are a Canadian-based podcast featuring regular news updates and interviews concerning the legalization of cannabis. Scott Trades is one of the busiest guys I know. He's a professional broadcaster, a father, and a dedicated potstock trader. He also publishes perhaps the best daily potstock update videos on YouTube. Now, I've interviewed Scott before, but we've never done it live in front of people. Until now. In this interview, Scott walks us through some of the basics of trading, his perspective on the cannabis space, and even tells us a little something about himself. If you're curious about trading in the cannabis space, or you just want to know a thing or two about Scott Trades himself, this interview is for you. By the way, both Scott and I have been nominated for our work at the 2018 Canadian Cannabis Awards. If you like what we do and you don't mind supporting us, we'd be grateful for your vote online. Just go to the CanadianCannabisAwards.com slash vote. Scroll down to the YouTube category and choose Scott Trades. And just below that in the podcast category, choose me, Canadian Cannabis Updates. The voting deadline ends soon, so don't wait. Please. All right, back to our program. May I present Scott Trades live from Hempfest, Calgary. Enjoy. All right, we are live for interview number two today. We are at Hempfest, Calgary, and our special guest today and uh, semi-regular, maybe regular guest on my show, Scott Trades, is here today. Thank you, Scott Trades, for coming in. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying Hempfest, Calgary. It's a pretty amazing experience. Three days before legalization. Yeah, this is really cool. It's a lot bigger than uh, the last one that I was at, and uh, it seems busier, and there's like a level of excitement that yep. even the vendors have that I think is uh, I think is definitely something to experience and energy so if you're watching this at home come here come here um, I want to pick your brains about pot stock investing uh, because I know a million people are interested in this topic one of the hottest topics I've ever covered is, is investment in the uh, pot industry in the space right yeah but before we do I gotta shoot by my uh, sponsors real quick and thank them for uh, helping support me in this podcast Harvest Medicine they're a patient-centric clinic which offers free medical assessments for people looking to explore how medical cannabis can help improve their lives to learn more and to book your free consultation with Harvest Medicine visit hmed.ca also, Cheap Smokes and Cigars, uh, they also donated our prize today. We have a Pelican case with cigars and a windproof lighter. You can sign up for it here at our booth 36. Uh, 17 locations in Alberta to serve you, specializing in vape and accessory products as well. And of course, Hemp Fest Canada and Hemp Fest Calgary, who uh, sponsored this booth today. Thank you to them. And as always, this podcast is produced by My Podcast Pal. Hey, if you want to make podcasts yourself and you need help, reach out to My Podcast Pal. .ca. Done. Any sponsors you want to mention? No. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. So, oh, maybe the, uh, the uh, Set Your Stop a website, setyourstop.com, if you are interested in uh, swing trading. Uh, any market, not just cannabis stocks, uh, mining stocks, gold stocks. Uh, definitely check out setyourstop.com. All right. And one very important thing before we start, I think you should say your disclaimer. Oh, uh... None of this is... Uh, you know what? I actually forget it. All right. None of this is for educational purposes yes. only. Okay, that's it. This is for educational purposes only. None of this is a suggestion to buy or sell a stock. So please do your own research, due diligence, and risk management. 
I'm just imagining watching your YouTube page, <laughs> hearing that. It's, I've been I've been sick the last couple of days, so I haven't done a video. Uh, you know, I'm if my voice uh, sucks, I don't want to be talking. Yeah. And so, I'm but just, do you voice that every time? I do, and wow. I feel I feel it's necessary because there's a lot of people on the internet who are trying to give out advice. Buy yeah. this stock, and I'm not that guy. Okay. I'm. You know what? Here's a stock that may be setting up to move based on what the chart is telling me. Yeah. But if you want to, you know, depending on your time horizon, if you want to invest in a company, I feel it's so much more valuable for you to do your own research and have conviction on your investments. Because if ultimately that investment could turn against you and you need to know, oh, why am I in this company? Why do I own this? Because I'm losing money right now. Yeah. And especially for new investors to the space, it is stressful, you know, and you get emotionally attached. As soon as a, a trade goes against you, yeah. you think, oh, why? Why am I in this? You know, emotion. And, and we've all had that, yeah. you know, regardless of, of the market that you're trading. You know, you get that feeling of uncertainty, uh, doubt, and then, you, and then you can panic sell. You know, if, you, if all of a sudden you buy a stock while it's going up, then it drops, you know, 5%, yeah. and you're down 5%, you're like, what was I thinking? What, when ultimately what you should do is you know zoom out to a longer term time frame uh -huh. like a daily chart or a weekly chart and then realize oh yeah okay that's no big deal because here we are you know what I mean because stocks don't go directly up yeah of you know course. it's it's a staircase up down up down up down and, and the overall trend is more important than you know what's Fair What's enough. Happening? Anyways, I'm going. I'm going to back you up I'm a rambling, tiny bit. Like, no, no, this is what I want. This is great. You're doing my job for me. Um, <laughs> start me off from the basics, the ground level up. Who is Scott Trades? So I, uh, I'm a swing trader. I um, just, I guess, in the last year or so, just started trading cannabis stocks. Uh, before that, I was trading uh, mining stocks, gold stocks, stocks on the Nasdaq, stocks on the NYSE. And just kind of anything that moved, I would trade it. And just within the last year or so, I got interested in cannabis stocks. And at first, I didn't really understand the sector. You know, you look at a, a company that isn't making money, and they're a billion-dollar company. And yeah. how can you attribute that? And then you have to realize, oh, these companies are trading on future profits. Right. You know, they're trading on 2020 EBITDA, which is, you know, the money that they'll make in the year 2020. Speculation. Exactly. And and to be honest, it's not just cannabis stocks that do this. NASDAQ stocks, uh -huh. Square, for example, mm -hmm. you know, they will say in five years, we should be able to capture this market share and the stock price will reflect the profit that they could potentially make in five years. And right. so, you know, a, a lot of people talk about speculation in the cannabis space, but to be honest, it's not just the cannabis space that has this high High, high speculative price. I mean, you, you think of the internet boom of the 2000s. Yeah. Anything with the dot-com was all of a sudden a billion-dollar company. Yeah. And in terms of the cycle and where we are in the cannabis space, I feel like we're kind of in that. Okay. Where we are going to, and maybe I'm jumping ahead here, um, you know, I feel like we're going to eventually, you know, we're going to run up and not, you know, there's 200 different cannabis companies Roughly, or you think, that well, many, you think only two hundred? <laughs> that many in Canada, <laughs> right? Not all two hundred are going to survive. No, you know, eventually some of them are just going to go bankrupt, or there's going to be consolidation, and so that I feel is going to bring it down. And so, um, yeah, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, it's a highly speculative space uh -huh. even now because they're trading at levels at future profit, and if they don't hit that future profit, you know, 
hold on to your butts. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, now you're a bit of a, a YouTube celebrity. We can call you that. <laughs> I, uh, don't know. I don't know about that. But okay. what inspired you to start a YouTube uh, channel with a daily program? Right, so yeah, I do daily chart analysis. I, and my schedule is typically, if I'm not sick, it's typically uh, Sunday to Thursday. I'll, right. do, I'll do videos. And uh, it's just uh, you know, a daily analysis of some charts that I'm watching. And it's all just my opinion on what is happening on the chart. And so... What started that is, you know, I was trading these uh, weed stocks late last year, September, October, and, you know, it ran up quite highly into uh, late January yeah. with, with most of the market, to be honest. And somebody asked me to, to present on pot stocks. Someone in the Set Your Stop chat was like, hey, I have a group, and the group is the Canadian Society of Technical Analysis, okay. and a lot of people are talking about these stocks. You know, you, you trade them a lot. Can you present? And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was nervous as heck. I was like, whoa, okay, like I, I do it for me, but to present right. to like real traders who yeah. trade with real money? Yeah. Wow, okay. So I did that one presentation, and it kind of went good. Like, I felt pretty good about it. Uh, I prepared and, and presented, and everyone seemed to kind of like what I was laying down. And so out of that, I thought, well, you know, if this small group of, of the Calgary chapter of the CSTA is, is getting value from what I'm doing, maybe I could try doing it uh, on YouTube. Okay. And there's a lot of great analysis on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It's all depending on your style. You know, if you're a day trader, then there's people who are day trading. They're flipping 5,000 shares for 50 cent gains, and that's all they do. But for me, I'm a swing trader, uh, and I have a full-time job. Right. So, you know, I feel like I'm in a majority of the camp that is in the cannabis space right now. You know, because not everyone can just quit their job and trade full-time. Mm -hmm. I know I can. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I feel like I bring a different uh, viewpoint to it. Because I don't trade every day, yeah. you know. Um, there are times where I manage trades, but it doesn't mean that I'm selling all of them. Maybe I'm only selling a portion of, of a position that I have. And so that, I feel, is um, relatable to most of retail traders and most, of pe most people who are getting interested in investing right now. Because, to be honest, there's not a lot of people that I know who get psyched about trading uranium stocks. Right. But for whatever reason... People understand the cannabis space. Hot stocks are hot. Yeah, and they get right? it. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this company is going to grow this much product, and they're going to sell it for this much. Oh, yeah, okay, so if they have this much capacity, I understand how this business works. Right. And that's one of the things that I always say to investors anyways, is trade what you know. Yeah, well, let me bring, let me, that leads us into the next question, I guess, then. What you know, I mean, trading requires a lot of research. Obviously, you don't want to do it without, without doing any research. Um, where does a person like yourself tend to do your research? Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of information on the internet. Some of it can be noise. Yep. And so I go to a bunch of different websites regularly. Obviously, I'm on Twitter, at Scott Trades on Twitter, and yep. I subscribe to people or follow people who are like, real traders in the industry. Okay. Uh, one of which, for example, is Todd Harrison. Right. Now, he runs a big fund in the States, and they are specific to the cannabis space. Okay. Uh, the, the fund is called CB1 Capital. Okay. And so he's a great resource for 
uh, not just what's happening in the U.S. obviously, but what's happening in Canada because he his firm is full is uh, heavily invested in in this country's cannabis space because he he realizes the the long term potential of this. So if you can find, I want to say gurus, find people like that who yeah. are actually spending big money and. That's all you need to do. You need to follow the money. Follow what the institutions are doing because they have much more money than you and I. Uh-huh. And if they are putting it behind this company, Organogram, then, hey, maybe I should too because they probably know what they're doing. That's a good tip, actually. You know, and so that's one of the big things when it comes to investing at all is what, are, what is the big money doing? So the alternative question to the, that one was, are there places that you avoid uh, for information. Yeah, there's so many websites out there that are dedicated to like stock chatter and okay. regardless of the sector. And um, one of them, for instance, is Stock House. And, uh, you know, it's a website. It has not just cannabis stocks, but it has mining stocks and uh, gold stocks and, and everything. And, you know, you can get lost in, again, lost in the noise of what people are saying. You know, if a stock goes up one day, maybe it's just going up. And maybe there's not reason behind that move. Right. But if you go onto a website like Stockhouse, they'll be like, oh, someone knows something. Yeah. Something's happening. And ultimately, you know, that stock could get faded the next day. And just because that's the flow of the market, you know, maybe someone's uh, has just a sell bid at that level and yeah. it happened to kind of come down. You know what I mean? So not every movement in a stock has reason behind it. Some of them do. Some of the big ones do. Of course. You know, you look at a free uh, last week, the stock went up. 20% in one day mm-hmm. based on a rumor. Okay, well, that has reason behind it. But a lot of times on these websites, you can you can find these people who they speculate so much about what's happening and really it's just, it can get you emotionally attached because if you think, like you believe this, some, this random person on the internet knows something you don't, right. then you'll think, oh, well, I better not sell because this guy must know something. When ultimately he's probably... And just you have no idea it. if he's done any due diligence whatsoever. He's somebody with an opinion who's probably just reading headlines like so many 100%, other people. 100%, yeah. Face, I think Facebook groups are actually particularly bad for that. I don't, I don't subscribe to any investor Facebook group because mm. those are all retail traders. Those are all people like you and I mm-hmm. who don't know any more than you and I. Right. And if they hear a rumor on there, maybe they can post it on Reddit and maybe they'll be right eventually. But, you know, it's just like, I, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday about Andrew Left. And now Andrew Left with Citron Research, he's a well-known short seller. And, you know, he made a lot of money calling out a pharmaceutical company for their bad practices. Okay. He got that one call, right. And so now he's like infamous for short selling. And so what a lot of people think is, oh, everything he is short selling, he must have done his research. And maybe he has. Yeah. But the market can overreact to moves like that. Right. You know, a move like uh, he was shorting uh, Kronos Group, for example, uh, ticker CRON on the, on the NASDAQ. And he was shorting it because um, the company wasn't releasing how many uh, kilograms they were selling to each province. Okay. And the reason is because not all of the provinces are even letting people know what they're ordering from the, from the licensed producers. So he was, but in his opinion, he was shorting it because, oh, well, look, they're, they're doing dirty practices. And, you know, obviously, if it was a lot, they would tell us. But okay. no, you know, a lot of provinces haven't released how much they're buying from each producer. Yeah. Just that they're buying. What they're going to do is they're going to do an initial order from each producer, and then they're going to know what they need to buy. Whatever sells out, they need to buy more of. And so, but Andrew left to put this out, as in uh, the, the company is doing bad practices. 
stock drops like 25% in a day. Okay, okay. And so that's, again, that's uh, something that you can emotionally get kind of wrapped up in yeah. if you b just believe everything you read on the internet. So uh, uh, doing your own research and having your own conviction in the trade, regardless of the market, is so valuable. Because yeah. then you're not moved emotionally. If you believe that this company that you're in, that you bought in at $4, and you believe it's worth $12, you know, it's better for you as an investor or a trader to just wait till it hits that target yeah. than try and sell it every top and buy it every dip. Yeah. You know. I've made that mistake a couple of times. We uh, all have, Michael. All right. I got a very basic question for you. For somebody who might be interested in investing in pot stocks, um, what are the, some of the first steps that someone should take if they're interested in getting into pot stock trading? Well, I think number just a general, just a general concept of technical analysis, okay. I think is really important. Again, regardless of the market that you're trading, you know, you need to know what a high volume move to the downside means. You know, that means that someone is, is exiting their position and it's a large position and mm -hmm. that could mean something. Okay. You know, I was just talking about meaning before. You know, if the stock goes up, but it goes up on low volume, stock, you know, the move may not mean anything. Right. But if it's dumping hard at high volume, that means a lot of people could be exiting their position. Okay. That could mean something. And so you want to be able to protect your profit at that level, regardless of whether you you know, believe in the company or not. Um, and so, again, it kind of goes against what I said before of like having conviction and going in and out. Yep. But ultimately, if it's a 25% move to the downside, chances are you want to get in, you want to get out at, at least 10% and, and just buy back if you, if you need to. You need a crystal ball, and I think. So, yeah, ultimately. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the industry as uh, 2018 happened. Um, in the cannabis space, what trends have you seen over this year? This has been a big year for mergers and acquisitions. And, um, you know, I think you look at a company like uh, Hexo, for example, right. uh, doing a, a merger with Molson Coors. And then you look at a company like uh, Canopy Growth and the big injection of cash that they had from Constellation Brands. And then you hear the rumors of all of these other deals that could be in the works, like right. Afria and uh, Altria, the tobacco company. That rumor came out the other day. Vic Neufeld, by the way, dispelled that rumor, saying, ah, I'm a, you know, it's fake, fake news. Um, okay, like we'll, the Coca-Cola Aurora, we still don't know for sure. Yeah, exactly. Not. And so ultimately, I think these deals will happen. Yeah. But one thing that Vic Neufeld from Afria said is a lot of companies are waiting post October 17th. They want to make sure the country can actually pull this, this off. This actually happens. Before they invest tens of billions of dollars into these companies. And so, um, yeah, you know, this has been a good year for mergers and acquisitions. And I think it's only going to, it's only going to be bigger as we continue into 2019. All right. You have access to a lot of uh, professional traders' information. Um, what are some of the different ways that professional traders uh, trade pot stocks compared to retail investors? That's a great question. You know, I was at a, a conference yesterday for the Canadian Society of Technical Analysis, and they were going over the overall feeling of the market and the Canadian market, the world market, the NASDAQ, the, uh, you know, the SPY, et cetera. And a lot, of re a lot of institutional investors still believe that cannabis stocks are in a bubble. Uh -huh. And so, you know, I talked to a fund manager yesterday. I want to call him, he's not a fund manager, actually, uh, the chief market technician for a company that sells research data to institutions. Right. And I asked him yesterday about cannabis stocks. And I just said, you know, can, can you touch on this a little bit? And he's like, yeah, it's a bubble. And you know how I know it's a bubble? Because I've seen bubbles before. And bubbles do this. 
And he said, it's not to take away from the legitimacy of some of these businesses. It's just that when you have 200 stocks yeah. and they're all billion dollar companies, not all of them There's are going to survive. There. And so as a retail investor, what you need to do is find out what the real companies are. Yeah. And that's one way that, um, you know, by understanding these um, these uh, offtake agreements that the provinces have. Right. You know, you look at a company like Aurora. Okay, well, Aurora, they're probably going to be around in five years. Yeah. So if you are a long-term investor, Aurora could be a stock that you'd be interested in because look at the size of their footprint in yeah. Alberta with all of the big greenhouses that they're building, the one in Madison Hat, uh, the one that they have by the Edmonton Airport, and, yeah. the, and the fact that they have a contract or at least a letter of intent from the province of Alberta to supply like 50,000 kilograms wow. of, of product. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, they're going to make money. That's and real so, tangible data. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what you really got to look at. And there's a lot of these like, you know, a lot of retail investors, a lot of new investors to the cannabis space. What they, what they look at is they see a cannabis stock that's a dollar and they think, whoa, I could buy a thousand of these shares. Right. But you know, that is not necessarily based on the fact that this company will make money in the future. That's all yep. speculation. And so for me, as, as a trader, as an uh, investor, I like to look at uh, cannabis companies that have a future, that have sales that they will be, be able to account for in the future. And, and companies like, you know, uh, Hexo, yeah. for example. So Hexo has a five-year deal with the province of Quebec. Yeah. They are sold out of product for the first year. In fact, Hexo won't even have cannabis flour for the rest of Canada because Quebec is taking all of their order. Wow. And so that, to me, tells me, okay, this company is going to make a billion dollars in five years. That's significant. That's maybe a company that I might want to consider an investment in or a trade in. Okay. Um, so I think you kind of alluded to this already, but um, what are your thoughts on speculating in companies that are not yet generating revenue? And, and I, the reason I ask this is um, I interviewed Medifarm Labs just before they went public, and I said to him, are you guys generating revenue yet? He said, not yet, but our business plan you know, indicates that we will generate lots of it once everything's legal and once the, right. uh, everything's tinkered with. Um, so people are speculating yeah. on these companies. Oh, for sure. How do you feel about that? Well, I think that's how a lot of us started in the space. You know, I started investing in cannabis stocks uh, last year. Uh, actually, just before uh, Canopy Growth got their first deal with Constellation, their first billion dollars. Right. Uh, and, and those were all speculative speculative buys because at that point there was no offtake agreements there was no we didn't even know cannabis was going to be legal yet it was yeah, all speculation sure, so yeah. I don't want to say that there's anything wrong with that because there isn't I'm right. just saying know where you are in the trade and right now the trade is going towards these companies that will be revenue positive Q1 of 2019 you okay. know, or the first quarter of after after the first quarter after we go legal. And so, um, because ultimately these stocks, a lot of these stocks, they're going to trade like normal companies one day. You know, it's not right, going to be yeah, all, all speculation. Eventually, Canada will have enough cannabis product, oil, flour, edibles, beverages, etc. We'll have enough. And it's the companies that, that realize that and that have a foothold internationally that will ultimately end up thriving um, you know, in a market that is fully saturated. You right. know, I mentioned the other uh, few minutes ago, like Health Canada is issuing plus 200 licenses. Yeah. Well, you know, can you think of any other industry that has 200 of anything? No. 
It's Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, you know what course. I mean? Yeah. Like, and they own everything. And then there's little players here and there. So I have a feeling that that's how it could go. And maybe it's not two companies, but maybe it's three or four or five. So let me ask you this. Speculate a little more for me. Um, do you think anything will happen to cannabis space share values on October 17th specifically? It depends on it depends on the stock. To be uh, to be honest, you know, a lot of these stocks are setting up nicely for a run up until Wednesday. The only um, the only caveat is, do we sell off on Wednesday? And right. you know, I don't like to predict the future, and I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. Um, so you know, that's entirely possible. So a lot of my trading is then. Again, it goes back to technical analysis and based right. on the chart. And so I'm going to ride the trend as long as it's going up. And right now, in terms of the stock market, there aren't many sectors that are moving. Right. And the ones that are working, money is coming into. And so right now in Canada, um, it, you know, it's, it's not pretty. It's not a pretty market. But yeah. weed stocks are up. They're up on hype. And so I say as traders, as investors, let's ride that hype as long as possible. Put a stop in place. I was going to say, stop, set your stop. And, and, and protect yourself and just, again, ride it as long as possible. And one thing that, you know, I was asking uh, that fund manager or that uh, chief market technician yesterday, I said, I said I'm great at buying stocks. Uh -huh. I can buy stocks like anyone. I, it's click buy. That's it. Then you're done. But I suck at selling them. And you know why I suck at selling them? Because I get sucked in. I get sucked into the story. Yeah. I get sucked into the potential profit. Right. And, it, you know, a lot of it is, is, to be honest, my own fault because I read about it every day. I'm reading press releases every day. I'm tweeting. I'm, you know, I'm doing all that stuff. And so a lot of it is my own fault. But, um, you know, I said, how do you sell? And he was easy. Or it was easy. He just said, have a trailing stop. Have yeah. a stop, a trailing stop that will just follow the stock, say fifty cents. So you ride it up, and if it drops fifty cents, you're taken out. It's just out. And then you can reassess. You can always buy back. Yeah. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize. You, you know that they see this fat profit that they had or have in the stock because they bought it at four bucks and now it's eight bucks, and they think, well, I can't sell that because then I'll stop being happy. Yeah. But what ultimately you can you can leave money on the table by not having a stop. Because if you have a nice cushy profit, say you have a $4,000 profit in a stock and it drops 500 bucks, you're like, ah, that's no big deal. Right. But if you were at even and it dropped 500 bucks, that's a big deal. Yeah. So what you're doing is leaving money on the table by not having a level that you are okay being taken out at. And okay. that's where a trailing stop can help. Or uh, another way to sell is just sell into the strength. You know, it's easy to get super excited when you see a stock going up like crazy. But ultimately, that's when you could be unloading some of your shares. You yeah. unload into the frenzy. You don't wait for the frenzy to end because that's when everyone's going to sell. So if you sell into that frenzy and then you buy back when it you know, ultimately takes a rest, again, you're locking in that profit. And then you have a newly, a newly defined area of risk. Right. And so you say, okay, so stock runs up, say, you know, you bought it at four bucks, it runs up to 850, you sell, you're not going to get the top, no one ever gets the top, you sell at 839, stock keeps going up, you get emotionally, oh, I'm missing out, I'm missing out. An hour later, you realize, oh, it's getting faded. Oh, I can buy it back at 825. And then you locked in, it may be a little bit of profit, but you locked in that profit. And then you have a newly defined risk level where you say, okay, so if it goes, if it keeps going lower, then I'm out. And then 
again, you can reassess your trade. And so that's, that's one thing that I'm personally working on is, it sounds silly, but taking profits relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been in a trade that's gone up 4000 bucks, and then I've ridden it back down to break even and thought, oh, if only I followed my rules. If only. Uh, I guess you could call it the game, hey? It, um, yeah, it really is. So you have a almost daily, six-day-a-week uh, YouTube program that you produce, uh, publish Scott Trades on YouTube. Uh, if somebody wants to follow you, they can do that. You're also on Twitter, right? Um, can you recommend any other online resources that people can look at to get information on pot stocks and investing? Uh, well, Reddit weed stocks is really helpful in terms of news. Uh, one thing, I mean, that can be a downward spiral into speculation and rumors. So if you use it as I feel it's intended to be used as right. a source for news, uh, that can be really helpful. I'm also uh, a fan of CEO.ca, okay. which is another investment kind of uh, hub that people can go Writing to. It down. Excuse me. And... Um, that's one, again, it's, it can be chatter, it can be noise, mm-hmm. but you can also get news there. And, and sometimes like I like to post pictures there. So if someone I know traveled to a licensed producer and they post their pictures on Twitter, right. then I want to share that with other investors that are investing in the same stock that I'm in, just for their own, oh, this is kind of cool. And so I like that. Um, and, and then, obviously, like I said before, I use setyourstop.com as like a, a chat group that we share ideas in, uh, chart patterns, and, um, and trend-following kind of strategies. All right. So um, I kind of said it, but I'll get you to just recap one last time. How do we find you online? Just I want to follow you. Super easy. I'm on Twitter, at Scott Trades. I'm on YouTube, uh, Scott Trades on YouTube. And then in the Set Your Stop chat, setyourstop.com. Beautiful. Scott, thank you once again for coming on. Michael, uh, thank super you so informative. Much. This is amazing. Thank you, uh, Facebook World, for watching, and uh, hopefully, people learn something. I know I always do. I Thanks, appreciate buddy. it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Canadian Cannabis Update. If you have a story that you'd like to share about the cannabis space, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up at cannabisupdate.ca or email canadiancannabisupdate at gmail.com. If you want to find out more about what we do, check us out on Twitter at CanCanUpdate, Facebook, Instagram, and every podcast streaming related site in the known universe. universe. The next podcast is just around the corner. Stay tuned. Canadian Cannabis Update is a regularly published podcast. We do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, we're glad to have brought it to your attention, but take the time to research the details for yourself.